It's time to get back to a simple, pure, authentic love for hunting. No more overcomplicating or changing our heritage. Join host Shane Mowry, the Bone Maniac, as he brings you a real look at hunting. It doesn't take fame or fortune. It's for everyone. It's a way of life. It's in our DNA. All right, we're going to hop right into this podcast with Ethan Kelderman, longtime buddy of mine out in Iowa. We're going to talk whitetail. It's whitetail season. Let's hop right into it, Ethan. How you doing? Good. How's it going? You sound about half dead, man. Well, hey, it's uh, <laughs> we got a little bit of a time gap. Uh, you're two hours behind me, um, and I've been... Uh, I've been hunting hard, so you know the the early mornings, I guess, are catching up to me. <laughs> well, yeah, I can uh, can understand that. So, speaking of hunting hard, uh, man, you guys got hit with EHD uh, pretty bad this year. Uh, I've noticed even the key key whitetail um, fanatics from Iowa are not putting down the deer that normally they should be putting down by this time of year. Yes, um, it's just a crazy dry year. I don't you guys you guys stayed pretty wet this year didn't you or did it yeah <clears throat> thankfully you know two years ago we got hit with the ehd and so um uh, i'm i'm glad that we didn't have to deal with that this year so um, yeah so, I mean, we were we were dry and it seems like whenever you, it gets super dry and i don't know if it's that new mud that gets exposed in the ponds and the creeks or or what but um you know i guess personally i've only found three deer but that's you know from tree stand to trail cameras you know not really going out looking but i i got some friends to the south and they found you know a ton and friends to the the east a little bit and they you know dozens uh he's got a river and he always seems to get hit hard there and it, what he'll do is every sunday he goes and walks the river and that's kind of depressing he'll send me all those pictures but uh <laughs> yeah you know, sure dozens but it you know it's it seems very isolated you know a certain creek might have it or a certain river maybe a pond but i'm not really sure I, as far as going into the science behind it but yeah we're, we're definitely uh in a down here as far as that goes i'm glad i didn't have a tag <laughs> yeah yeah, but, <laughs> yeah you got you got a couple more uh points to get right yeah hopefully uh we got one more year hopefully you know so we'll see i give you give you a little time to bounce back and and you know just find me one you know i'm just it's yeah. so easy i'll just slip out and shoot it you know? well you know how they goes here in iowa we got them tied up to about every tree uh, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. <clears throat> it's only that easy you know we'll, we'll we'll still find some deer to chase but it might not be the the borderline 200s like we've uh messed with in the past well yeah speaking of that i mean i actually i'm looking at one of yours you shipped out to me on the taxidermy side um I was what 175 and some change something like that um, yeah yeah with the double main beam yeah yeah that one uh yeah it, it was really deceiving deer like kind of a bully buck but uh 
you know, really short tined, but my goodness, I think it was what, eight inch bases. That thing's stupid. I mean, you probably had close to 50 inches of mass on that thing. It's retarded. Yeah. <clears throat> I yeah. can't remember, but yeah, was it 46? Wasn't it 46 that you had? Something like that, or am I off? Uh, inches of mass. Yeah, that yeah. sounds right. I don't remember what the scorecard said, <laughs> but well, it was yeah. uh, it was a good one, and I a real deceiving deer. But that was uh, I, I'm definitely not hunting anything like that this year. <laughs> oh, well, that sucks. Yeah. But it just su- sucks to be a year to kill. You know, three bucks over 170 inches the past three years. Oh. <laughs> Well, no, that's two years. I, I was. Uh, oh, that's right, two years. Yeah, the past two years because you whacked so those two. Yeah, I was at one ninety on that archery buck, and then the one you have in front of you was muzzleloader, same year. Yeah, that's right. And that's and then last year was a, uh, I think it was one seventy seven or something. But yeah, yeah who's counting when you get pet to that, right? Well, yeah, and then it <laughs> then it gets kind of ticky tacky, just uh, you know going down to the nearest inch well yeah huh. it's it's a good problem to have man it's a good problem to have yeah the other thing i was texting back and forth with you earlier but you know i don't know it, it feels like a little bit of and it obviously very farm dependent on what your neighbors are like but like for example i have uh, where i'm hunting is you know they you know, farmers that let pretty much anybody hunt all around me. So I think, I think a little bit of what we're seeing too is, uh, you know, that COVID year, um, two years ago where everybody was able to hunt, um, all day, every day. Um, and you know, maybe not being super selective, um, people getting to hunting who haven't really done it before with a lot of the the big social media trends and stuff like that. I think maybe we're seeing, you know, those two, three year old deer. And now here we are two years down the road. And those, that, that age class, I think got it pretty hard and a little bit speculation, but I think there's probably some truth to it too. Oh, I don't think there's no speculation at all. I think there's a lot of truth to it. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely, definitely factual you can look at it and see the statistics don't lie as far as you know what's been killed and what's coming up and well yeah and even if you just look at it from a sheer uh, tag drawing i mean every year it takes more to get a tag so oh yeah point creeps real man um it's it definitely is and i mean i'm i'm sitting in some states with like 14 points for deer and i mean i'll probably never draw I mean, I'm 47, so I mean, it's like I'll probably never draw that tag, and it's it's pretty depressing. Yeah, I'd imagine. I I haven't started playing that game too hard yet. I, you know, I built some some elk points and some some antelope points, but nothing. Uh, no, I haven't gotten into the the deer and sheep game. I I know the sheep's even worse, more depressing. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, uh, <clears throat> yeah. 17 plus on on several states but yeah it's um to say i mean it's a rich man's game anymore i just had this conversation with somebody on social media the other night um uh, bragging points um are only determined by the deep of a man's pocket anymore you know so 
Um, yeah, I mean, we we're going back. Huh, what's that? Go ahead. Oh, I, I mean, it's the truth. I mean, we was doing a little friendly banter, I guess. I hope it was. I was certainly just being friendly about it anyway, but I was being truthful about, you know, bragging rights is uh, only as deep as a man's pockets. And that's there's a lot of truth to to the industry anymore about that. Um, and I think, I think, you know, if we're just talking whitetail in Iowa or wherever you are, I think it's gotten to the point where you can – you know, if you can get a big enough piece of property to yourself, and I and I speak from, you know, I don't pay for it, but I'm blessed enough to hunt, you know, 400 acres of prime stuff in southern Iowa, so I can't act like I don't have the same privilege. But, um, you know, that's a good if point. You, got- you know how I many people that wouldn't even admit, say that? So, like, that's just. I mean, just just saying things like that. That's that's the difference between being real. And, Real with yourself and real with others, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, and it's got, and, you know, it's kind of gotten to the point where, you know, if you can get a the big enough track of land and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, get the infrastructure to get some food plots in there and you're going to, and you can control what happens as far as management. I mean, you're going to, I mean, you see guys, I mean, I guess, shoot you know, giants and multiple every year. And that's, you know, it's just, and I mean, it's kind of like Texas a little bit of, you know, you're almost raising deer and, and, you know, I think it's a little bit different from that, but. Oh, sure. Sure. Well, I mean, if you have the infrastructure to do it, then why not? And I mean, food source and, and whatever. The biggest thing is, is, you know, having birthdays, right? So, um, they have birthdays then hey i know it's hard to pass that 150 inch three-year-old i mean i know it is well yeah that's that's another um, what kind of thing we're fighting right now is you know we're we're got uh here at the home farm in particular we got you know three or four deer that are like i mean they're 150 plus inch racks but they're they have the neck of a doe. They're literally three years old or less. Like you just can't, I mean, they'll be awesome if they make it. So, you know, it's just making those little decisions. And that, again, that's, that's easier when you've put bigger stuff down than if, you know, you're on, if you're still gaining experience and you, you know, whether you're new or young or whatever, but, um, again, it's easy to, I guess it's, it's easy to, crap on people for shooting young deer but it's you know it's not every situation's equivalent and not everybody's hunting for the same reasons well no no but if you are in though i mean i'm i can't look at the the big picture or or the the broad picture wherever i can and if you have the means to grow big deer and to hunt big deer then um why not um if, if you don't if you're in maine you know what i mean and yeah, exactly. you kill a spike and you're uh, who care? I, I mean, who cares? And but I mean, if, but if um, you know, because that's really <laughs> what is it? One deer per twenty square miles or something silly yeah. like that. So, um, well, or like state like Michigan, where it's like you laugh at some of the pictures that come out of there, but like heck, that was the biggest deer, you know, so and so had seen in ten years. But well, but yeah, it's like, exactly. Like a ninety-inch eight-point. So it's just it's all about just. 
I don't know, perspective, I guess. Like I got a buddy just texted me tonight. He shot like a, I don't know, 130 inch big mature eight pointer on like a public piece. Well, <clears throat> heck, I mean, you can't really complain about that. I mean, you're on a public piece and nobody's managing. I mean, if that thing's got a Roman nose and a gray face, who cares what's on its head, you know? So it's all about, I guess, why you're doing it. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, to each their own, you know, but what, what I, what I like is when people start complaining about it, Hey man, if, if that's yeah. your piece of property and you want to hunt it <clears throat> the way you want to hunt it, then Hey, why not? It's, yeah, if, if exactly. it's going to produce, then <laughs> that's the objective. Is like we want to we want a big buck. So um, it's a little different on public land, you know. Exactly, sure. and you got to be realistic. I think too. I think a lot of <laughs> oh heck yeah, uh, you know, you scroll whatever, whether it be Instagram or Facebook, and it's like, and I've I mean I've found myself in that shoot before. You look and you're like, holy cow, you know I this guy shot this and that guy shot that and like well it'd be stupid if i shot a little thing but i mean heck if you never shot a deer before <laughs> well yeah you know, yeah and you can cares. and you can you know like i don't know what what all you look at but like i used to follow like a trophy bucks of iowa and they they post i don't know you just send in and they'll post all the big bucks that get killed around the state well geez i you know, 16 years old and I'm sitting in a tree stand trying to hunt deer and you see that and it's almost <laughs> impressive. So I don't, I don't try to look at that stuff anymore. Cause it's, <laughs> well, it gives a right. false narrative. There's, there's so um, much. What are you saying? I said, it gives a false narrative. Yeah. Um, well, and it's just it's like an information overload. There's so much data out there that yeah. it may, you know, it makes something that's, you know, like a 1% thing, if there's 10,000 guys out hunting and 1% of them are shooting big bucks, well, then it sure seems like everybody's shooting. Well, you know? yeah. <clears throat> and, and there, there's a lot that goes into it. And, I yeah. Mean, same thing could be said down the line, elk, deer, pronghorn. I mean, it's all the same, you know, it's sure. just kind of an information overload. And if you're like me, you're sitting at work <laughs> <laughs> scrolling and it's like geez <laughs> what the hell am i doing in this desk that's exactly <laughs> yeah. i've had that thought a time or two but <clears throat> well yeah 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 well there could be other struggles <laughs> it could always be worse that's for sure <laughs> yeah no kidding man yeah well i mean it's um it's one of those things where i don't know if what's the right or wrong answer i do know that like you can get into a serious piss and match on social media over bucks that are shot deer any animal it doesn't just it's not just white tail but any animal that's shot you know like finger pointing is is goofy anymore and like social media in general is like has um turned hunting into hollywood status it's it's, it's yeah yeah. It's not what it was, you know, 25 years ago. Um, no, it's, it's, like that's, that's, you know, it's just the nature of the information age, I think, that we live in. I, I mean, oh, yeah. I have this conversation a lot lately with buddies, but like the way 
we're running trail cameras now, you know, if you're not seeing anything on your cameras, you're thinking, well, I got nothing to hunt. There's no reason to hunt. There's nothing big enough. Well, uh, that might be somewhat true, but there's also deer not seeing, you know, what, what they do 15 years ago before trail cameras, you know? Well, a lot, you know, there's a lot and a lot of, a lot of the, uh, the younger generation is coming up that's relying on, um, new information, you know, because they don't, they're not taught any better. They, they look on Instagram and they, and they do, they get a, they get a false narrative. They don't know how to hunt for one. Um, well, yeah, you got to start there. I mean, you know, and, and you, another thing is, is, is that, um, you know, you're talking about trail cameras. Yeah. It's great information. It's a good starting line, especially with people that work and, you know, you don't have a lot of time to put into the hunting tactics you need. But a lot of those big mature animals, um, I don't know what it is. <clears throat> um, organically or whatever it is with, with mature animals. Um, but the, the, I don't know if it's the radio waves or if it's something that transmits within a camera. I know the IR has a lot to do with it and things like that. Um, but you just don't see big mature animals. You might catch him one time, but it's it's hard to catch him again. You got to be really yeah. slick about those because, like, they can sense something's there or they yeah. got that they don't like. Elk in particular, I have noticed because they'll just chew the antenna right off of things. Um, yeah, I think there's – I don't know if it's a frequency thing. Um, mm -hmm. I had a neighbor here that I um, talked to a little bit about this and he's got some pretty i'd say radical theories but very interesting i definitely hear him out but uh you oh, know let's hear <laughs> yeah i mean he's and he hasn't showed me the exact numbers but essentially his theory is he gets two to three times the amount of pictures on a non-cell camera so something that's not transmitting that cellular signal Mm -hmm. And he's basically tracked to where the day he puts a cell cam out, like you said, you might get, he'll get action, normal, normal, normal. And it just slowly decreases to almost nothing. You know, once those deer get used to that thing being there. Mm -hmm. um, and I've definitely seen a little bit of that. I don't think it's true in all circumstances, but I think there's definitely something there. And he actually told me it's probably been a year now, but, uh, I don't talk to him that much, but he said he's been keeping like data points. Like he's got charts and stuff. He's doing a, a deep dive, but that was basically the theory of, you know, basically the cell cams, the, there's something they don't like about it. And like you said, you, you might catch them a few times and, you know, spikes or whatever, or little bucks, you know, it might not make a difference, but like the old does and the old bucks, they start kind of shying away. Um, but I'd be interested to hear the data on that. I don't know if you'd, <laughs> I don't want to talk too loud about that. You might uh, piss some people off in the industry selling some stuff, but uh, <laughs> I'm to the point in my life. I don't care who I piss off anymore. It's like, this is the way <laughs> it is. You know, it's just uh, life's life. I've known, I don't think you've ever really cared about that. <laughs> I think if anybody that really knows me has been around me for a long period of time, like you have, yeah, I don't give two shits. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, 
it's but it is interesting and i don't know you know well there is i think there is the answer is but there's definitely things that are yeah i mean because like I'll, i'll have antennas chewed off broke off um or things like that or things about like especially canines like um i don't have i mean very seldom do i have a wolf if i do i'm catching him going away and that's the only time i'll catch him well Um, and i i think the other thing to remember is like you know those animals see smell and hear differently than we do oh 100 i mean they have different senses that we can't even comprehend i mean but um so we don't know what the heck they i mean i've seen no i know there's stuff i don't know anything about it but like frequencies i mean that your body emits that some of those um prey species can pick up on and mm-hmm. stuff like that but oh, yeah. I, I just think it's a there's a lot of question marks there it's, it's interesting i don't think it really affects anything that much besides you know, maybe how you run your trail cameras but well yeah i mean i've i've gotten to the point where you know i've I've set some things up at a higher distance uh, just to kind of see how that works. Um, yeah. Yeah. And well, and I guess to wrap up what I was saying about the cameras is I had a buddy uh, just, uh, I guess me last night, he's, you know, boohoo. There's nothing on my cameras. He went out and sat just kind of a new spot. He wasn't saw two booners. Didn't, wasn't able to get either of them killed, but like uh you know, the way he described it, like probably, uh, um, one real similar to that one ninety I killed, maybe not quite as much mass, uh, just a tall buck, short times, a lot of trash. And then he said, you know, just you're like a good one seventy, one eighty frame, 10 point big. And, and he had no idea they were even existed and they both <laughs> paraded by him. You know, he couldn't get a shot. I think wind switched on one of them and one was chasing a doe, but he had no idea those deer were there and he was ho humming all week about <laughs> no deer to hunt, but, uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I think, I think even as hunters, like you, you gotta evolve into like, um, different tactics. If something's not working, it's like the animals are there. Um, yeah, they didn't disappear. No, no, they didn't. You know, and one of the things that always gets me is like, Oh, he turned nocturnal. No, he didn't turn nocturnal. You just have not found where he daylight that's the problem okay um and that's i hate that term he's like oh he went nocturnal it's like no you're not an uneducated hunter well and and a lot of that's just you know not being informed and uh you know looking for an easy excuse but uh, which is fine well yeah but it's like it's one of those things like you want you want everybody to i want i want everybody that hunts to be successful it's kind of like yeah just like when i take you know, kids fishing or introduce them to archery or things like that. I want them to be successful because <clears throat> you want them to enjoy it. Um, and you want them to, obviously, if we're in the industries, like uh, you want them to, to use the products that you believe in, what knows works and things like yeah. that. But, um, but just being misinformed, like, you know, uh, it goes right back to like the information world that you just said is, they hop on and look at something and they think instant gratification. It's not well, that easy. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, I think I've 
talk to you before off the record about this, but like this same thing, you know, folks learning and growing up, you know, uh, nothing against people doing it this way, but you take a kid out, um, youth season in the redneck blind and, you know, you sit them down with on the, the lead sled and they shoot that, you know, that one ninety on his summer pattern with the muzzle loader and it, you know, what's that kid oh you know <laughs> what's he learning there and what what's uh I, I don't know. I'm just it's just interesting to me. Uh he's learning to shoot I guess big bucks, but I don't know how much he's learning as far as woodsmanship and stuff like that. It's it's just interesting how <clears throat> well you don't learn anything as far as woodsmanship. You learn how well, to hunt out of a condo. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, you know, the, and I, we have kind of have a joke around here, you know, the way our season's structured, those you can't you you essentially can't hunt a buck on a summer pattern except for like, because by the time the archery comes in, it's they're they're kind of starting they're done with that summer pattern, but youth season you can. So, yeah. the joke is, you know, everybody gets their kid out to go get their target buck and you know, who knows who pulled the trigger, <laughs> but it's youth. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you, I'm sure you see that in, you know, middle September on social media too. Um, well, it is. I, 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 for one, I don't like velvet hunting. Um, I mean, yeah. I, and that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't, it doesn't do anything for me. Um, you know, and, and we can talk about this too is, this is my philosophy of it. Um, you're, you're killing a buck <clears throat> for one. It's easy. Like for mule deer. And I think, I don't care what anybody says as a whole in the West mule deer populations are down as a whole. I've, I've said this for the past five years. I just don't see the numbers out there. Um, like I used to. And I think a lot of guys that are out there, uh, as much as I am, they, they will say the exact same thing. Um, and they have that early season where they're shooting big genetic profile mule deer <clears throat> um, that are really easy to shoot. Uh, they're stupid. I mean, a mule deer in velvet is probably one of the dumbest animals next to a bear that's hungry, it's being shot off bait. <laughs> that is I, actually mule deer is number one. <clears throat> I think they're really um, they're really easy to shoot really easy yeah Um, well and i don't i can't speak to the mule deer at all but it's definitely you know those and i and i don't know if that's why our seasons you know i i don't as far as the north american model of conservation i don't know if that's why we've always you know those seasons haven't ever started until what i mean it depends for each species but until they're getting out of that summer pattern because it they're just too easy to hunt in the summer. Uh, but I mean, well, there's obviously, yeah, there's a I reason. Think, yeah, I think there is a reason for it. I think there's a reason it's called, um, money hungry tags. You know, I, yeah. I think there's, I think there's a reason for that. Um, trying to get these quotas, trying to, you know, I, I, I don't know. There's plenty of philosophies that we can talk about. I, I don't know which is actually true, but, uh, I think there's probably a lot of weight in anything that's come up. That's a reasonable answer. Um, and I, I don't think one of the things that I don't think is, is that if, if you're shooting a muley buck, I mean, 
a good say, I mean, you're, you're going to kill a, a six or seven year old muley, you know, a good 190 plus. I mean, it's potential. You can do that at that point mm-hmm. in time when they're in velvet. Um, <clears throat> you know, he didn't get a chance to breed. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, and that's the other thing. <laughs> and I had this conversation with somebody here local earlier. It's like, wait, but he's genetics there from from the year before and the year. But here's the point with that. The point of him, if his genetics being there, well, he wasn't the dominant buck then, so he didn't breed that much. Okay, <laughs> so um, he's getting his ass kicked. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he's not breeding yeah. that much. He's gonna get leftovers um, if he's able to get any. You know, so. Um, no, I don't think, you know, those that. genetics are not, you know, a lot of people don't look at that. Well, yeah, his genetics was there from his dad, but his dad may have got shot last year in Velpin, you know. So, um, so yeah, he may be, may be as a dominant buck for maybe one year. But so, I mean, it, eventually those genes are dying. And I don't think people are looking at things that way. It's like, well, his genes were there the year before. Well, yeah, but he wasn't breeding the year before. That's my point, you know. Um <clears throat> and I don't think uh, people look at it that way. I th- and it's kind of like what you were saying earlier on, you know, with that um, influx the, of hunters during COVID yeah. years. Uh, yeah. Know, you yeah. wiped out your five and six-year-olds this year. So Yeah, uh, and I mean, maybe, I mean, there's always going to be outliers, but I'd be curious. I'd be curious to dig more into that just um, oh, nationwide, sure. really. I mean, what – what that influx has had and i don't know if we've kept that influx the last few years but um you know you you see the it's a delayed it's a delayed i guess result right and we i've seen that before with you know it's hard it's like oops because it's it's a delayed result and you can't go back uh you know on I think I made an Instagram post about it a while ago, but on, on a, that big farm West of us, you know, we, <laughs> we shot, you know, on depredation tags from, from the state, um, you know, dozens of deer, uh, yeah. next, the next year, uh, huge <laughs> EHD outbreak. And then you sit back two years later, like, what did I do? Uh, and it's a delayed thing. And, and, you know i guess we'll see <laughs> well yeah i mean i don't know i think there's a lot of truth and i don't think there's any really wrong answers you know for those things is is um i guess what really really pisses me off more than anything is not only talking about it but like um nothing ever being done about it. it's like it, it, there's got to be better solutions to two things and i, and well, I don't mean just pretending like it doesn't exist is not the answer either <laughs> no like and that's pretend- where a lot of it is i think a lot of that lies in the you know uh you know we'll, we'll just add you know 2500 more tags to the season does, like, does that make like, you happy yeah. does that make <laughs> well, you happy like, <laughs> like pretending that uh you know 20 over the counter elk units in colorado is uh, what we should have available in the entire United States for over the counter hunts. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, and that's another thing we get onto another, we could spend several days talking. Yeah. About we, we better, we better keep it to whitetail. That's where my expertise is, but uh, you know, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of topics we could probably uh, <laughs> dive in on. 
Well, yeah, you know, and that's, you know, and that's, I don't know. I, I, I've wrapped my head around this kind of stuff. Um, and I think it all goes back to um, the information that's available to everybody right now. It's like, you can just pick it up and look at it. Um, maybe that information was there, you know, 50 years ago. It probably was, but nobody knew about it. You know, there's probably the same it things. Was, happened, uh, you but, know, it was, it was from person to person and, you know, the, the guy down at the, the hardware store or whatever oh, yeah. you know, told you your, or your grandpa told you and it got passed like that. Well, you know, how many clicks does one post get, you know, now? Well, yeah, thousands, hundreds of thousands. And, and not that it's, I mean, not that it's a bad thing, but it's it definitely there's its drawbacks to that kind of thing. And it's, and it's also I don't want to sound like, you know, gatekeeping the outdoors type of thing either, but it, we got to sit back and say like, you know, adding X number of hunters, uh, affects the the deer from a biology standpoint and that's all there is to it so whether it's deer elk whatever <laughs> well it does you know and I, I don't know where all the well the generation of all these hunters just coming up i mean everybody wants to be a youtuber and um everybody wants to play games and <laughs> i don't know man it's it we, we can get into a lot of things like it's like whoa um there's there's it's different it's way different yeah um, well and then you know, it's, I think it's just, uh, the human nature, right? You see stuff that's cool and you want to imitate it. And I guess there's nothing wrong with that, but at the end of the day, it does have an effect on, I guess, game in general. And I think it's definitely needs to be considered. <laughs> but yeah, there's only X amount of tags. There's even less X amount of animals, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, and it's, you know, and, even though, I mean, Idaho's, as you know, you've hunted Idaho several times. Yeah. Um, Idaho's one of the most difficult elk hunting states there is. Um, hands well, down. Uh, yeah, um, just for whoever's listening, you know, it, the, you can get tags in Idaho, but <laughs> strap your boots in. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is uh, <clears throat> um, in, in the state, I mean, I've, I mean, there's some nice whitetail that I've killed in the mountains here in Idaho over mm -hmm. the years, you know? Um, and there's guys, there's guys other, I mean, that's, that's one of the reason one of these pot for these podcasts is just talking to, <clears throat> talking to guys that you don't have to be famous. You don't have to have a huge Instagram following. <clears throat> I, I want to talk to guys that's actually done the work, killed some slammers and we're going to talk about it and maybe give some hints on <laughs> how you've done it, you know, but it's different. It's different for you to kill a 170. I'm looking at 175 Iowa whitetail than it is for in Iowa than it is for me to, you know, kill 164 inch whitetail in Idaho in the in the timber, you know. So um, yeah, it's, it's a lot different. But not taking anything away from how anybody kills it. I don't want anybody to get get that wrong. But yeah. You know, and I've done it. I mean, I went to Ohio. I've killed deer because you could feed. I've killed big deer over feed, but call yeah, it what it is. I, but I see these guys traveling around now. Like, they're out here 
killing these big slob three-year-olds in a cage in their condo and thinking that they just lit up the world. No, you haven't. You will light up the world when you go and put boots on the ground and kill a good woods buck. <laughs> yeah. That's a Pope and young buck. That's when you know that. you've done something. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've not, uh, I've not done that yet. I, I'm a little bit spoiled and I don't want to. Why know, would you? Being, <laughs> yeah. And, and my thought has kind of always been, if I'm going to travel out of state to hunt something, I'll hunt something new, you know, whether it's elk yeah. or bear, or deer, muleys, but I, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a different game. I mean, I mean, you're how much older than me and you still whoop my ass in the mountains. I mean, like well, it's no I mean, business. Well, you, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's just I'm out here every day, you know, and, and what I like is for, for guys that are in their twenties and they're like, Oh yeah, I'll climb up the mountain. I'll do this. No, you won't. Yeah, Good luck. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, it's a, it's a different, it's a different animal. That's for sure. You know, but, um, well, yeah. And then you get, you see, uh, you know, just to go on that same topic of mountains, I, I, I obviously born and raised in Iowa, but you, you look on, I mean, for me growing up, it was like sportsman's channel, but, um, you know, like they're hunting primos or whatever in the, uh, those big open meadows with the pine, you know, the pine trees. And so, you know, I get my first elk tag and go out to Idaho and it's like, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what a meadow is cause there sure aren't any here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, you you know. thinking, Oh, it's pine forest. No, it's, it's a buck brush. That's 11 feet tall and about two inches in between each stem. Uh, that's because they were filming from two miles away. It looked like a meadow. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. And then the other thing, you start glassing, you're like, oh, yeah, that, that's a good meadow right there. No, it's not. It's That's eight feet tall, too. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a different animal, that's for sure. But it's Well, fun. and I, I think that's part of what keeps it, you know, it's a game-rich environment. You're not going to shoot. You know, you can attest you're not going to shoot anything that's probably going to go on a record board, but, uh, you know, it's a, there's a lot of wildlife because people can't get to them basically. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's animals in some of this forest that they just die of old age. I mean, they do. Um, yeah. I'm dealing with one of them now that I had, that I've known for a while and I'm like, he's not there now. You know, I, I'm like, I'm kind of heartbroken because I really wanted to hunt this buck. I should have killed him last year and I didn't, but it's just snow, timber, elevation, just a lot, a lot of things come into play, mm-hmm. run out of time, you know? So, um, there's a lot against you when the elements, the terrain seasons, you know, that, uh, come into play out West, that's for sure. But, um, yeah. that's what, like you say, makes it interesting, makes it fun, <clears throat> um, but when you when you come hunt it's definitely a different ball game there's no doubt yeah well and like like you said you know you can get some over-the-counter tags not really for elk anymore but uh for most other stuff and as a non-resident but uh i i don't know if you don't (laughs) if you've never had any boots on the ground experience out there i uh 
what one guy put it uh there's up and there's down in idaho and that's pretty much it there is there's not much uh there's not much flat unless you're on the water <laughs> no straight up and straight down that's about it <laughs> that's for sure <clears throat> well speaking of like some of these big giant whitetail um and, and like you've you've killed them you're around them all the time um and we're pretty much right in the heart of whitetail season Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> because social media tells us so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, what, what's some of the things that, you know, that you find that works without like, I mean, I, and I don't, I don't like telling any of my secrets how I do things either, but what's, what's some of the things that you like to do, um, that puts you in a position where you're going to kill some good bucks? Um, I guess I don't really, didn't really come prepared with the for homework but um you know i guess for for me it's persistence i you know where i guess where i hunt it's not your perfectly manicured farm there there's the habitat and you're gonna hold deer and you're gonna have big deer but it's not um you know there's a lot of agriculture around right so they have they can walk a hundred yards in any direction. They're going to have all the food they want. So you can't, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, maybe some of the big names there, uh, they're even more rural than I am. And it's a lot of pasture ground. So they can kind of control that food source. Um, but you know, for me, it's not the case that they have a lot of food. Um, so you might not, you might have to, I guess their movement's going to be a lot less controlled, right? Um, right. They're not going to have your two funnel plots that you go set up on. Um, so a lot of it comes down to, you know, and, and it's a cliche thing to say, I guess, but putting in the time. I mean, I've been fortunate enough in a, the last couple of years there, I, you know, you know how the story goes. I hunted <laughs> twice in, what did I? I hunted twice in, uh, was that 20, 21? And I had those, you know, the 190 and the 175. Yeah. And a little bit was being prepared. You know, you have the cameras and you, you, you kind of go in it when it's time to go. Um, and then the same, same thing last year, uh, you know, one hunt. But all the years prior to that, you know, we're talking. 15, 20 sits, um, before you, you know, get a shot of that buck you're after. And I think being realistic, I know about that and not getting burnout and cause that, that can happen too. Um, and then it starts being no fun and well then what's the point? Oh, sure. Um, <clears throat> a lot of times so, just sitting in the tree stand, I mean, like it's, it's, uh, you got the wrong wind or if you got uh, a chance that he's going to nail you you're like hey you blow him out i mean it's just a white tail right i mean yeah no it's not just a white tail it's like he loses interest of that area when he knows danger for several weeks yeah. well and like <laughs> and like this time of year right it's it's in air quotes the rut and that's what everybody preaches and online and screaming and hollering but in reality mm-hmm. if you're not where that hot dough is, it sucks. And yeah. if, if you are where that hot dough is, it can be 
special, but uh, being able to understand that, like this morning, I I went out and I sat in one of my best spots and I saw a spike pretend tending a yearling fawn. Uh, <laughs> if that if that makes sense, pretend tending. <laughs> but that that's what I watched all morning, and I and it's easy to uh, get pretty discouraged. But you know, uh, and being able to kind of if you're struggling you know pause and step back and say okay well what what's going on here because like you said the deer somewhere um oh for sure yeah you just gotta uh you know it might be the rut and you're everybody on your whatever instagram might be saying you know look these deer are chasing here's a video all these deer chasing and it's easy to get discouraged if you're not seeing that same thing. And, um, you know, I guess if we're talking about the rut, like tonight, for example, you know, I, I sat down, refocused. Okay. I need to find where the does are at because something's not working. Right. So, you know, did some glassing, um, kind of figured out they're all going to this cornfield. Um, and, you know, going to act accordingly in the morning. So just being able to take a step back and think about it logically, right? Because they're, they're animals. They're not ghosts. I mean, no, can, <clears throat> no, exactly. You know, we're supposed to be the superiority here, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and I don't, I don't know if that's a good answer to your question, but uh, that was kind of like three different answers to your question. But the, those are definitely some things that have helped me in the past and, um, you know, back to the kind of, if I want to add another point again, I can ramble all day cause I love whitetail and it's, I guess my specialty, but, uh, you know, if you're running cameras, right. And like the conversation I had about my buddy, uh, just cause they're not popping up on your camera does not mean they're not there. Uh, well, it's 100% man. Your and dad hunted, not your dad, but you know, whoever's listening, your dad hunted 15 years ago. And he didn't know what a trail camera was. So, and, you know, he probably killed a big buck. So, uh, you know, it's just things to consider. Oh, wonder. Well, it's, it's being out there and, and <clears throat> just being good to woodsmanship, you know? Well, yeah. And, and that's the woods, man. And, and that's just, that's, that's what it all comes down to. Um, some guys just go out there and they luck into it. It doesn't always happen. That shit runs out quick. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, yeah. You really got to figure things out um, and where they may be in the month of November or they're not there in December or they're maybe there in the month of September. They're not there yeah. in October. Uh, yeah. And, and then the other thing is every farm's different. So 100% whether it's, pe- I mean, I, I hunt a farm that's on paper, couldn't get any better, but there's certain things, um, you know, there's, I have to consider that if there's, you know, 5,000 acres of standing corn surrounding that property, which is mostly CRP and timber. I mean, until those crops come out, what, where, why would they leave that cornfield if they got food and water? They don't need to. No. So, you know, and, and I notice it right now, every day, there's a new buck or two and it, they just, you know, the later you get in the season, the better that farm gets. 
other farms are different. Other farms are better early. And then as soon as the crops come out, they're garbage. Um, some don't even have deer on it until January because they come out to feed. So it's just a, you know, understanding that your farm's different because um, X, Y, Z on TV or Instagram uh, is is seeing X, Y, and Z right now doesn't mean you should be. No, absolutely, man. Every, and you hit that nail on the head. Um, there's a lot of factors in that, you know, food source, dose, um, pressure, you know, just habitat. I mean, there's just, there's just a lot of things that go into play with that and being able to study that those animals and what they're doing. Um, whether you have five acres of hunt or 5,000, you know? So, um, yeah. And then like, uh, you know, like you told me however many years ago, kill them how they like to be killed. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm I've a firm stuck believer by, in that, man. I've yeah. stuck by that one, and it's, I mean. I ain't going to lie to you. Everybody <laughs> wants to preach one tactic, but, I mean, if he's if he's feeding in a weird spot on a weird fence row, go let sit in the fence row. Because, I mean, yeah. it's, it, you might not and, have a tree yeah, but it's not going to be textbook. I mean, because everybody yeah. thinks ah, it's text. Everything's textbook. No, it's not. It's hunting. Yeah. Okay, you have an objective, and that is, I don't harvest anything because I'm not a farmer. You got an objective. You go kill that animal. I mean, because that's what you're doing. So, yeah. um, you you take him however he needs to be taken. And that's just yeah, and, and I mean, and the other thing is, you, I know you preached it. I was listening to. Uh, I think it was a podcast you had out earlier. I think it might've been with, with bear archery, but you know, you got to also be ready when the time comes as far as your equipment and your, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how many people, you know, you go to draw your bow back and your arrows are too short and you, you hadn't shot with a broadhead yet. So you're, Broadhead catches on your limb and or on your riser, and your arrow falls out uh, while you're full draw. I mean, it's it happens. I mean, it's happened to me. Uh, but um, you got to be prepared on that end of things too, or you'll uh, make yourself feel pretty stupid. Uh, oh yeah, pretty quick yeah. that way. <clears throat> I had my ass handed to me several times this past elk season, so I mean, I I got humbled. Seven different times. So yeah, I, yeah, about that. I don't yeah. think we better that too much here. <laughs> nah, no, I'm still a little chapped from that one. So yeah, well, for sure. And even, I mean, even this stuff as little as this twigs behind me while I'm in my deer stand, and I if I draw my bow back, I might smash that twig or you know mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Getting everything, all your kinks worked out, and that's a lot easier in a you know, say a tree stand or a ground blind versus, uh, you know, a spot and stock type situation, um, in the mountains. But I mean, well, for sure. Yeah. Just, just a little things. And I, I guess I'm just rambling here to answer your question on, but you know, all things to consider. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, it's always nice to just throw things out there, especially if people's listening and you hear something's like, Oh yeah. I knew that just, uh, to reiterate things. And sometimes people overthink things a lot. Yeah. Um, 
or they get wrapped up or fixated in just one animal that they let other opportunities right there in front of them uh, go by the wayside. Yeah, um, and I think that's I think that's one thing you do a good job of is when you go out, you got multiple tags in your pocket, and you, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you might have elk in your head, but if uh, there's a mule deer or a bear, um, it's game over. Exactly. I think that's cool. And not every state's like that. You can't just well, sure, yeah. grab a bunch of tags. You know, say in Iowa, you know, you got deer and you got varmints. Um, but I think there's something to be said about, like you said, fixating on uh, one thing and and not being able to kind of read the woods. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's big timber. There's a lot going on, you know, and half a million acres. You know what I mean? There's there's a yeah. lot of predator. There's a lot of prey. So you're not the only predator that's out there walking, you know. So, um, and and that that's the case, and I think in a lot of areas too. So always keeping that in the back of your mind as well too, you know, and understanding like, well, geez, this should have happened. Well, should it have? Yeah, you don't know what happened, you know, um, twenty minutes beforehand or an hour beforehand that could have caused an issue or whatever. So there's there's a lot to consider. Yeah. Um, and well, and that's and that's like uh, with the with the rut going on right now. Again, I say rut in air quotes because it's really only the rut if you got a hot doe in front of you, right? So. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, to me, everybody's talking about the rut. It's like, man, <laughs> the the deer out here, are like. Still happy, like, <laughs> ain't no rut going on out here. <laughs> what's that? Uh, yeah. But what's that uh, season? I mean, are they later out there than? Yeah, I mean, I mean, earlier. I, every all the bucks I'm stealing, I mean, they're still together, you know, a few here and there, but like, um, no deer even in, or no bucks are even interested in does. But I mean, you'll start seeing some some bucks really start on the chase. I mean, it's usually the last part of November is when we start really seeing good action. You know? Okay. Gotcha. And, and th- like you say, it's different in every, every area is a little different, you know, well, up North, they may be coming a week before or down here a week later, or a week earlier, you know? So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a little different, same way. Well, and I don't know the biology side of things, but I know it, you know, it can depend on buck ratios and populations and all that good jazz too. Well, yeah, yeah, there is. there's a lot of that. And I don't, I don't think a lot of people put that into perspective. It's like, ah, oh, you know, I'm going by the moon phase. I'm going by this, this, that, and cold fronts and this and that. And, um, you know, so I, I don't know. I mean, it's, there's a lot. There's a lot. I think everybody can formulate their own opinion. And um, yeah. the guys that's going to be successful at doing it, it's always going to be successful at doing it. And the guys that don't, aren't. <laughs> you know, yeah. so. And, well, and everybody kind of finds their own formula that works for them, you know, that do it successfully. And just, I mean, just because one guy doesn't do it one way doesn't mean they both aren't consistently killing good stuff. <laughs> well, no, no, unless you're that guy that's. It's got your uh, drones out there, and it's got a twenty thousand dollar bill that's saying, "Find me the biggest whitetail or muley <laughs> on the east side or Mississippi or the west side of Mississippi." And this is this is what I got for you. Um, yeah, you got those guys out there too. So um, uh, we're talking. Yeah. We're talking I just 
them yet. <laughs> blue. We're talking blue collar working class people here that like <laughs> we're going out and hunt. We're going to do it. And we're not paying for it. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. But but uh, okay. heck yeah, man. Well, um, what else you got? You got anything else going on for the? Well, this year, are you just going to be hunting uh, Iowa? Are you heading down to Texas any? Or? Um, I, I really don't have any plans beyond, um, you know, I'll do archery here. And, um, you know, I'm always shooting does for farmers. So I'll do some of that maybe in the during the gun seasons. And then our, our late muzzleloader seasons, usually I usually do that pretty hot and heavy. But, um, you know, I might end up in Texas chasing some pigs. Uh, I kind of let my, uh, my vacation disappear on me. Uh, I, I went, uh, came out your way and did a little turkey bear. Um, then between the elk hunt and I'm pretty much out. So I'm not, a don't have anything crazy planned, but, um, all right on. Yeah. Definitely. I know we talked about picking up a pronghorn tag for next fall and, uh, I'm sure we'll do some spring bear and turkey. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, let's get on some pronghorn. I didn't do any pronghorn hunting this year. so. Oh, yeah, you didn't. Okay, no, yeah. I didn't, man. It's the first year I haven't went. I mean, I pulled points, but haven't done any pronghorn hunting in, in a while. So. Yeah. yeah well, I, I in a year. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but for you. <laughs> I don't know, man. I got got uh, a couple beauties. I don't know. It's kind of hard gonna be hard to top those you know <laughs> so, yeah yeah exactly. but, but yeah i know so i guess to answer your question i don't have anything crazy planned i i uh right life's been busy lately and uh oh yeah my my exotic hunts are kind of suffering from that <laughs> <laughs> well hell well we got you on the air here we could we can talk about because you uh you are running some some whitetail and turkey hunts uh you got you just you sent me over a picture there the other day. You got a nice little cabin that's freshly built, and yeah. you're gonna be running some whitetail hunters and some some turkey hunters. So if you want to finish up here on the podcast, tell us a little bit about that, and yeah, maybe somebody so be I, interested because I've seen some toads that you and your dad and yeah, the other Ethan have shot around. So uh, you know, even though so, the EHD is hidden, yeah. I wouldn't well, be afraid to come out and hunt. That's the thing. It's uh, I'm not sure how that's all going to shake, um, you know, because I'm not going to invite anybody out if I don't think I I can produce, you know, good good deer. So right, right. The whitetail probably be on a pretty pretty limited basis. Um, you know, recommendation from from you or some somebody else trusted because you know how that can go. But uh, oh, one hundred percent, man. 100%. Um, definitely looking to take on some turkey hunts. You know, I've really been expanding, I guess, the the properties we hunt here and, you know, really been deep diving into that and had a lot of success and, uh, you know, really do enjoy the turkey. Um, it's kind of as close as we can get to elk out here, uh, running and running and gunning. And, you know, me, I don't like to sit still for whatever reason. I still whitetail hunt, but, uh, <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, sure. 
look they're easier the, to pack out too. Yeah, a lot easier. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it definitely. Um, you know, if, if folks are interested in um, that sort of thing, uh, they can get in touch with you, and you can send them my way or um, anything like that. But uh, we're definitely got some good stuff going on over here, and you know, we'll see what the future holds as far as expanding on on that stuff. Oh heck yeah! Well, as soon as I uh, as soon as I get my tags recouped or my points recouped should be this one more year but um yeah we'll slip out <clears throat> we'll definitely uh do some turkey hunting hopefully here well, yeah so we were texting back and forth and get get odin out here and uh you and i know he's a turkey killing machine so man uh, he loves turkey hunting. well and and, and you know like i told you the other day uh <laughs> easterns are known for being uh real witty um but we got some talkative easterns out here and they aren't uh they aren't quite as shy as uh the ones over on the coast from what i hear <laughs> yeah I don't, i'm gonna stay away from that coast anyway so <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> there's too many people I, over there okay so yeah i had a i had a guy in in camp this year and he uh, he's from down south and he he was telling me, he's like, well, I go with this outfitter every year. And he said, uh, you know, I've gone whatever, eight, 10 years. And he's like, I've shot one bird. And I was kind of awestruck. And uh, he was done in about 15 minutes uh, with, with me. But I, it's just interesting the, um, the difference in, you know, the same species of bird across different parts of the country. <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah, that, you hear about that and you're like, ah, yeah, that's not good. But you know, it's what happens when you have a lot of a lot of pressure. A lot of people, it's just they've heard every yeah. call. Well, that's what he always said. He always said the turkeys have PhDs down there. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you that they do. I've heard that more than once. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, heck yeah, man! <clears throat> well, heck yeah, easing this wrap it up. Uh, long yeah. Sunday evening. You want to get back in the tree stand in the morning? And yeah, uh, we just had this time change, so I'm. Uh, we're going to see how the five o'clock feels. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. Oh, yeah. Be good. Well, good luck in the morning. And we'll see if we can't uh, hook up here real soon and send me some pictures of some whitetail. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely get after something. All right, bud. Thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you soon. Good luck for having me. See you, bud. Yeah.